0: Hello there, and welcome once again to Insight Peterborough. I'm Devin Wilkins. Insight Peterborough is a project of the Peterborough chapter of the Canadian Council of the Blind, affectionately known as the CCB. And if you want more information about the work of the CCB or the fund that uh, we have, as then just send an email to ccbpeterborough at gmail.com, ccbpeterborough at gmail.com. We have just finished our usual annual poinsettia uh, fundraiser, and uh, it uh, has been very successful in spite of COVID-19. And um, I'm sure Leslie uh, Ye, our chairperson, would like me to extend a thank you to everybody who participated. On October 13th, AMI, which is a, a media company that specializes in material for people who are blind or partially sighted, threw back the curtain on six original podcasts joining the AMI-audio lineup. Thoughtful, emotional, funny, and informative. These podcasts offer an intimate peek into uh, the blind and partially sighted and disability community in Canada. The Blind Reality uh, debuted on October 13th, and Becky Zare, who is a community reporter on Now with Dave Brown, shares her unique life experience as a health provider and a client, as well as being a mom. She has lived with monocular vision, no vision at all, and various degrees of uh, partial sight. Each month she will tell honest stories of family, friendships, parenting, career, entrepreneurship, and repeatedly defying the odds. Accessing Arts with Amy debuted on October 15th. Amy Amantia, from uh, Vancouver, who is blind, hosts a bi-weekly podcast, featuring a wide variety of art forms through a disability lens. Amy speaks with artists from all genres about what inspires them and the adaptations they have had to make along the way so that they can pursue their love of art. Tales from the Halifax School for the Blind, hosted by musician Terry Kelly, and uh, we have uh, played several pieces by Terry on uh, this show, debuted on November 3rd. He presents accounts of youthful mischief, school culture, inspiring teachers, and the lives enjoyed by people since graduation. Into You deb- debuted on November 5th. Dating and relationships. Dreams come true or living nightmares? Fern Lullum of Hastings England, was also blind, welcomes guests each month to share in honest discussions. Now, the people that uh, I talked to for this edition of Insight Peterborough. The first is Jenny Bovard of Halifax, who will tell us all about her podcast. So, Jenny, thank you very much for uh, agreeing to be on the program. My pleasure. Can we get to know a little bit about you? Um, you're from Halifax,
1: that's right. I, I wear a lot of different hats, Devin. I always say that I try to keep busy to keep out of trouble, and for the most part, it works. <laughs> um, other than being a, a new to hosting a, a podcast, which I'm really excited about, I, uh, I'm a runner. I enjoy the occasional craft beer. I do a lot of volunteer work and, and play sports with Blind Sports Nova Scotia. And uh, I I work, my day job is with CNIB, um, and I've had the pleasure to work with AMI, Accessible Media, on a lot of different projects over the years. So I like to keep busy. I have a ton of interest, um, but I'm really excited about the opportunity to put out this new podcast we're here to chat about today.
0: Yeah, terrific. Sounds good. Um, And have you lived in Halifax all your life?
1: No, but I I am have uh, to call it home now. I've been here a little over a decade, uh-huh. originally from New Brunswick, but I've lived in a bunch of different provinces uh, across this beautiful country of ours. I'm I should mention I'm I'm uh, a person in my mid thirties, and I live with albinism, and I've identified as having low vision my my whole life. So I've had my whole life to kind of figure things out.
0: Right, right, okay. So now your your podcast the name the name of it is It is low vision moment. right okay. And it, will it be uh, mostly uh, humorous uh, content that you'll give to us?
1: That's my main goal absolutely. low vision moments the podcast is mostly intended to help make the audience laugh. If the listener is someone that lives with blindness or vision loss or visual impairment, whatever your preferred terminology is, if you're someone that lives with uh, on the blindness spectrum, uh, I hope you can relate and laugh and hey, maybe send me your stories and uh, maybe send me some tips. But if you're a listener who doesn't have a personal connection with blindness or vision loss, uh, I, I hope that I can provide a bit of a a new, fresh perspective, and the lighter side of of blindness, if you will, and demystifying the whole albinism side of things as well, Mm
0: -hmm. and, uh, yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm sure that uh, you have all sorts of humorous things that have happened along the way that may not have seemed humorous at the time, but later on you had to laugh. I've certainly oh, been it. there, too. How often will your podcast uh, be out? Well, the
2: first episode drops on
1: Thursday, October 29th, mm-hmm. and every month we'll have a new guest on the show on, this, on the, the last Thursday of each month. The guest and I are going to exchange stories around a similar theme, again, something to do with blindness or vision loss or a low vision or albinism. And we kind of compare notes and, and just have a good laugh
0: and have a good time. All right. That sounds good. I, I kind of thought that uh, people should be exposed to stories like this as well. And so I, I sent a bunch that I had written to the Reader's Digest, and I heard back from them, and I thought, oh, good, They've, they're going to publish some of my stories and all it was was uh, advertisement for a subscription to the Reader's Digest.
1: Oh, that's a little disappointing. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm, I'm sure that some of your stories would fit in with the podcast. So that's something I want to do as well is invite folks like yourself to um, send me your story that I can read on the show or maybe even have you on as a guest. So um, we get different perspectives because vision loss and blindness is it's different for everybody, and while we might have similar experiences, there's always a, you know there's always a
2: place for a, a different
0: perspective. Yeah, definitely. So, will you re- be recording the podcast from home, or uh, does AMI have a uh, a studio there in Halifax?
1: My podcast, Low Vision Moments, is all recorded from my home office, my home studio. And that, I, I like that idea. It, it allows me to be flexible and invite people on the show that are from maybe outside of Canada or, um, or really from, from anywhere.
0: Yes. So you were saying that um, people should send a material to you. Uh, what's the best way of, of uh, getting in touch with you?
1: Uh, well, there's a few different ways. Um, The easiest way, I think, would be to send an email to feedback at Mm AMI.ca. And there's also a telephone number you can call. I'm going to have to look that up, to be honest. I thought I had it handy. I'm going to look it up really quickly. But you can also connect with me on social media. I'd love to to uh, hear from anybody that wants to reach out. I'm pretty easy to find. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Blonde 4 And uh, on Facebook, you can just search up Jenny Bovard, J-E-N-N-I-E B-O-V-A-R-D. And the phone number is one 509
0: 4545. Four, five. Oh, four, five, four, five. Okay. So your podcast is going to start on Thursday, October 29th. So by the time people hear this, you will have done your, your first uh, or released your first um, podcast. And um, can you give us a little bit of uh, a hint as to. Uh, are you going to have a guest this, uh, uh, on this first podcast or are you are you uh, flying solo?
1: I'm happy to say I have a first uh, I do have a guest on the first episode. Uh, and just uh, before I forget, it's easy to find once it's published. You can actually go and subscribe now if you'd like. Uh, really easy to find on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or Stitcher, wherever you find podcasts, honestly, just search up Low Vision Moments, and you'll find us there. My first guest is, um, is another person living with albinism. She is from New York. She's living in New York right now, hmm. and she's the first beauty influencer um, with albinism. Wow. She is a super engaging first guest. We, oh, I feel like we set the bar pretty high with having her on. Mm-hmm. And without without sharing too much, um, uh, without spoiling too much, the first episode, it focuses a little bit around albinism and some of the challenges of just trying to go about your day out in public with albinism. People often think they recognize us or that we must be related to that one other person they know in thousand. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> not true. We don't all know one another. Oh no. Um, so yeah, so that's the, the sort of the theme of the first episode, and moving forward, there's just endless ideas. Like if even pandemic-specific themes uh, keep coming to mind. Like I've been physical distancing. With a lot of things that aren't people. When I'm out and about, the other day it was a mailbox. I thought it was a person with a red jacket. It was clearly just the mailbox. Oh dear! <laughs> That's way up close. So <laughs> the
0: possibilities are endless. Yeah. Well, that sounds very interesting, and uh, I'm definitely going to uh, subscribe because, uh, you know, there are things you cannot change, so you might as well accept them and. Uh, and laugh about them when they happen. You got it. Or, or later
1: on when yeah. time to sort of digest and deal with the frustrating or embarrassing part. It, there's usually even an element of comedy later. And I, I, I'm excited for, for you to listen and for others to listen and hopefully have a laugh. Um, and now more than ever, I think we all could use a, a good laugh. Even if, you know, if you want to laugh at me, that's fine, or Mm -hmm. laugh with me as long as I'm helping make you smile. That's that's my main goal here with this podcast. Right. And, you know, Devin, I, and you probably feel the same way. I don't want to assume, but I I feel like a lot of us who live with with blindness or vision loss or any kind of disability, we spend so much time self advocating and, and working on important issues and focusing on important issues that, Um, I think it's time that we we
0: sort of uh, own our own brand of comedy, if you will. Yes, Uh, yeah, I agree with that. That sounds great. Can we talk a little bit about um, albinism now that you are mentioning it? Are there many? Is it a a common a thing that people uh, have albinism?
1: It's kind of rare. Albinism is a, is a congenital um, it's a congenital uh, disorder, and so you're born with it. Both both parents have to be a carrier, and it occurs in about one in twenty thousand people in North America. So it's not very common mm-hmm. in 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 terms of um, frequency. But even within albinism, there's a, a wide spectrum of how it affects the development of the eyes and how it affects the person's day-to-day life,
2: yeah.
1: people of all races and um, people of all races uh, are affected by albinism, and even plants and animal- animals uh,
2: have albinism, uh-huh. so it really, um,
1: it, it, it differs, there are different types of albinism, but for, for me and a lot of people, I I live with oculocutaneous albinism, and oculo refers to the eyes. Cutaneous refers to the the skin and hair. So we basically are not able to produce pigment. So the the element responsible for color in the hair, skin, and eyes, and it's
2: really important in the development of the eyes and the optic nerve. Ah, okay.
0: So do you have to... um Provide your provide yourself with extra protection from the sun because you don't have pigment.
1: My goodness, yes, I. Uh, it has taken me a really long time to figure out what works for me to be able to go out day to day and be comfortable in the sun. Uh, not only is it skin protection, so wearing. Sunscreen or UPS protective clothing and hat every day. Uh, but it's
2: also photophobia, so extreme sensitivity to light. Uh-huh.
1: Um, so when I step outside, oftentimes I have to close my right eye altogether because of the, if, if the sun is out or sometimes if it's not you will always find me with a hat and sunglasses, and I tend to wear the bigger sunglasses that block the light on the sides and the top and the bottom. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of considerations. But like I mentioned um, earlier on, I've had a lot of time to figure it out. Yes. Uh, I'm, in, it's, I'm still figuring some things out, but there are a lot of additional considerations. I'm the most unsafe person you'll probably
2: ever meet, unless you know some other people with albinism. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah. And do you um, find that you need to uh, be checked more regularly, uh, you know, for your your skin to make sure that it's uh, still doing okay? Yes and no. I think
1: most of us with albinism have gotten to know um, what about our skin is normal and what isn't. So if something changes, we definitely make a, a, a trip to the dermatologist. Yeah, um, but it's. Um, it, I don't personally have like regularly scheduled appointments with my dermatologist. They're a little
0: tough to get into in my province. Well, that yes. But uh, If I notice something odd, I
1: definitely uh, have it top of
2: mind.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being with us on the program, Jenny, and again, your the name of your podcast is. It's Low Vision
1: Moments. Low Vision I'd love moments. for you to listen and have a laugh with me.
0: Okay. Terrific. Well, thanks so much for being with us, and all the best of luck. Thank you so much, Devin. Really appreciate the time to chat today. Our second chat is with Kevin Naidu from Saskatchewan. Now, Kevin currently is in his third season of a show on AMI-tv called Reflect and Renew with Kevin Naidu. So, Kevin, um, first of all, welcome to the program.
3: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really grateful to be here with all of you today.
0: Um, before we begin talking about your new podcast, though, can I ask you how you got into doing Yoga and, and that sort of thing.
3: Right, right. So my yoga journey started quite some time ago. I used to live a very different life. Um, I used to live a life of an addict. I I fell into addiction on a lot of drugs, alcohol and substances when I starting when I was about fourteen years old. And I got lost in that world for ooh, probably twenty years. Um it got really dark in that world to the point of me not wanting to be here anymore and took myself out.
2: Mm-hmm. And around that time, a friend of mine had started teaching yoga, and
3: I started teaching me. And that first day I did it, I was crying. I was crying so much like a two-year-old was crying uncontrollably that it could stop. And it showed me that there's something here. There's, there's something here to do, so I kept on practicing, and every day for the next two weeks I was crying and calling my mom on the phone, not really knowing what was going on. But as I kept on practicing, I, I to we real addiction, that there was a big difference in my physical and emotional body. And yoga has allowed me to come back home and find heaven
0: again. Okay. Can I ask you to uh, maybe uh, put the phone closer to your, your mouth? You're kind of fading. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. Is that better? Yeah. Oh, much better, yes. Okay.
4: Perfect, yes.
0: Yeah. And, and so how long have you been doing yoga? So, yeah, I've been
3: practicing for about 15 years. I've been teaching full-time for over 10 years, um, and that's what I do um for my, for my living every day, I feel really grateful and blessed uh, to do this work every day and to bring healing for so many people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have your own uh, studio?
3: I do. Yes, I have. A, I have a home studio at uh, on the lower floor of my home, and uh, I work with private clients every day, one on one, um, working on. Physical movements as far as injuries, but also working on emotional healing and moving through uh, traumas that we've faced in our lives or um, situations that have caused suffering and I guide them into a place of self love.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, are you uh, experienced at working with people with various types of disabilities?
3: I am. I've actually. I've done a lot of work with visually impaired. I've done a lot of work with um, with kids, mentally challenged kids. I've worked done a lot of work in in schools and in classrooms, um, as well as a lot of work with um, people coming from uh, mental health issues.
2: Hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. Do you have um, a full vision yourself?
3: I have. Um, I, it's not a hundred percent full, but I have. My right eye is sitting at about 70%, and my left eye was once black. I had a stem cell treatment four years ago, and it got vision reclaimed in my left eye. It's not perfect, but it's it's about 60% too. So I have both eyes working um, uh, at, at where we're at right now, yeah.
0: Oh, that's great. Okay. Yeah. Um, So you have, uh, first of all, you have a a program on AMI-TV, is it every week?
3: Yes, it's every Sunday. It's every Sunday at, I believe, I think it's still a two-hour time change for you out east. So I know it comes on at 9 a.m. my time, so I believe it's 7 a.m. your time every Sunday morning. Okay. And it replays uh, throughout the week.
0: Oh, good, terrific. Yeah. So, do you do you pre-record it uh, first, or do you um, record uh, it live?
3: We film, we film the seasons, um, and then they start uh, coming out when AMI starts rolling them out. Ah, okay. So I, I so I just wanted to mention i this whole thing with the TV came through after I had my stem cell treatment, and I really felt like I wanted to break division in this yoga world, and bring accessibility to all bodies, regardless of mobility, regardless of vision, regardless of anything, because I really truly believe that yoga in all forms is for all of us.
0: Yes. Yeah. And they even have chair yoga, I understand.
3: Yes, they do. I teach my dad that. (laughs)
0: Do you? (laughs) That's great.
3: Yeah, so no, it's, um, you know, I, I can honestly say, Devin, I, I feel really grateful and blessed every single day I wake up and open my eyes that I get to um, do this work um, with healing and forgiveness, and I really, truly believe that we're all reflections of each other, so when we can just be our authentic
2: self, we're also giving other people permission to do that same thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. So, Yeah. And that's the way it should be. We shouldn't have to have the stress of putting on the front for other people.
3: Exactly. We should just be able to stand in our in our very essence of who we are.
0: Yes. Yes. I can certainly go along with that.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: So how did the uh, podcast opportunity uh, come about?
3: Yeah, so the podcast, I um, uh, Andy Frank, who's the manager of AMI Radio, uh-huh. um, had approached me, um, he has also been a viewer of my TV show, so he approached me about um, creating a podcast um, within within the guidance that I, I have and the knowledge I have. So I sat with that for a few days and I came up with a concept of a yogi's guide to health and wellness. Mm-hmm. So the concept of this podcast is to bring in experts, in their field from all around the world um, to bring, to to consistently allow us to bring that healing and that forgiveness piece. So each week I have a different guest. So I actually just recorded one. The next one coming out is coming out, will be with my wife. My wife is Andrea, and she is a spiritual teacher. Mm -hmm. She is an acupuncturist. She is a Reiki master, and so much more. So our, our discussion on the next episode that's coming out is on mind-body connection.
2: Okay. Sometimes
3: the world shows us, you know, to feel into our physical body, but sometimes we feel a disconnect from our m- emotions, our feelings, because we don't know how to process into that. You know, we can quantify the physical body, but the emotional and the feelings,
2: it takes a bit more work. So yes.
3: we we had a, a lovely discussion talking and giving
2: exercises
3: about how to come back home fully and completely to your physical, emotional, and spiritual body.
0: Well, that sounds great.
3: Yeah. Um, and then other guests I'll have is I'll have a breath facilitator teaching us how to breathe correctly. Um, um. I remember the first time I was taught that many years ago, I I was breathing completely wrong. And I have so much more space and um, and gentleness within my own self as it showed me to offer myself compassion just by breathing.
0: Well, that's good. I I imagine a lot of people, as you say, wouldn't even think of that.
3: Yeah, yeah. So this is... This whole podcast is a way for me to, again, continue to break division and give accessibility and meet you me wherever you're at, whether, whether you have a disability, whether you have an impairment, um, whether you have an injury, or whether you've gone through a trauma in your life and just allow you tools and exercises um, to support your healing.
0: Okay, that'll be great. Yeah. Uh, so what is the name of your podcast now?
3: So the name of the podcast is A Yogi's Guide to Health and Wellness. Okay. Yeah. And it is, um, runs, it'll be put out on all podcast platforms, uh, twice a month. So every two weeks. Okay. Um, one comes out and, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's on all platforms and it's available to subscribe and leave a comment, leave a review and let us know, um, how you're enjoying it.
0: Mm Hmm. Oh, that's good. uh, Can people also suggest um, other topics that they'd like to hear about?
3: Of course, they can. Yeah, absolutely. They can email me through my website, and um, I, I, I'm always open to feedback. I, I look at feedback as all feedback is good. Is good feedback, right? Yes. Feedback is just a good thing regardless if it's negative or it's positive, feedback is just a good thing that supports our growth.
0: Yes. At least you can think about it and decide whether you want to um, uh, introduce it into what you're doing.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. But I feel, you know, um, I'm 100% open and, you know, I everything that I do, I always do it from a community standpoint and, each from a place of us collectively coming together. So I 100% um, would love, you know, the feedback and everything else to, to come through and your own authenticity.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So um, you give your website on, uh, on your podcast, do you?
3: I, I, I do, yeah. I can give it to you as well. It's just my website is um, my first name, last name, yoga, so com. Okay. A- everything I do from uh, podcasts to TV to workshops and classes and um, affirmations, everything is on my website, and you can find your my contact as well to email me, to call me, to connect with me in any
0: way. That's terrific. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, well, oh, that, that's good. We'll be looking forward. And have you? You've done your first um, podcast, have you?
3: Yeah, the first one came out uh, just under two weeks ago, and the first one was uh, was about my journey. Is letting the viewers know about my journey and how I got there. And then the second one will be out next. I believe it's next Tuesday.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. That's terrific. Well, I'm looking forward to. Uh, Catching your first one and then, uh, you know, subscribing.
3: Oh, amazing, amazing. Yeah. I'd, it's so lovely to connect with you. I already feel I feel so comfortable and safe talking with you. So oh, thank you for the energy that you hold.
0: Yeah, well, I, I try to keep things kind of casual.
3: Yeah, yeah I so can feel that, though. I totally pick up on that, and it makes it, makes it that much easier.
0: Yes, well, that's great. Yeah. Why- Well, thank you so much, Kevin, for telling us uh, about your podcast. Of course.
3: Thank you so much for having me and sending you and everyone all my love and a big virtual
0: hug. Oh, thanks so much. (laughs) I'll run right back at you. Okay. Good care. You too, Kevin. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We've just marked Remembrance Day here in Canada, so why don't we hear a song by Terry Kelly called Portraits of Honor.
4: Soldiers are brave, our soldiers are selfless, stepping into harm's way and lands far from home. In a flash, in a heartbeat Young lives are shortened But the hand of the artist shows They'll be forever young In the portraits of honor Dreams lived and dreams lost In their faces and eyes The tears of their loved ones Hurting and healing in Their heavy hearts broken Bursting with pride There's no answer When they ask why They'll be forever young There are moments in time That are clear in our minds And hard to define But determine our lives Ask soldiers Why they go there They'd say you'd have to be there Even though some comrades die They'll be forever young In the portraits of honor Dreams lived and dreams lost In their faces and eyes The tears of their loved ones Hurting and healing Their heavy hearts broken But bursting with pride There's no answer when they ask why She awakes with a start in the middle of the night Her mother's intuition turned on He holds her and whispers, everything is alright But she knows that her baby is gone Down the school friends, the bedroom, the chair at the table are empty, but the memories live on and they'll be forever young in the portraits of honor, dreams lived and dreams lost in their faces and hands, the tears of their loved ones, hurting and healing, their heavy hearts. Bring Thirsting with pride, there's no answer when they ask why they'll be forever young, forever young, they'll be forever young, they'll be forever
0: As I mentioned at the top of this show and every show, this program is a project of the Peterborough chapter of the Canadian Council of the Blind, but we do try to offer a platform uh, to uh, people with as wide a variety of disabilities as possible. However, I don't think that we've ever spoken to anyone about conditions like emphysema and chronic bronchitis. So when I heard, though, that November 18th is World COPD Day, I seized the opportunity to uh, chat with Henry Roberts, who is the managing director of COPD Canada, and as you'll see, he was a wealth of information. Henry began by explaining what COPD is all about. Chronic
5: obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD is an acronym that's used to describe um, three diseases that uh, uh, are within the umbrella of COPD. The first is chronic bronchitis. Second is emphysema, and there's a third, a small portion of the population, has a condition called alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency.
0: Well, that's a mouthful, isn't it, that last one? It's,
5: it's, 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 they, 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 they have an excellent website. It's called, they go by Alpha-1 Canada, and they have an excellent website that people can drill into. Uh, it's www.alpha1canada.ca, If they really want to get into the nitty gritty of the condition, anyway, uh, emphysema is 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 the largest category of disease, and it's uh, uh, a disease that affects the elasticity of the uh, little uh, lung sacs, the alveoli, alveoli, Mm -hmm. and 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 the.
0: Yes. yes. How many uh, people uh, across Canada do you th- think uh, have COPD?
5: Well, we know. It's uh, it's 846,000, and uh, the statistics come from Stats Canada, and it gives you a breakdown of the number of men, the number of women. Uh, most people are over the age of 55 with COPD. It's, it's unlike asthma, which is, it tends to affect younger people. Mm-hmm. It's too bad.
2: You really you know if you, if you can quit uh, quitting smoking is extremely difficult mm-hmm. I've gone through it. my wife went through it i went through it. many of my friends went through it i'm happy to report that
5: pretty much all of the boobers that i do who are still alive have all quit smoking so good yeah you know so
0: About that. Well, that's good to hear.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, when you were talking about smoking, um, a question uh, came to my mind. Uh, do you find that secondhand smoke tends to cause COPD as well? It, it does. Yep. Yeah, it's very dangerous. And the other thing these you know, Canadians. A lot of people, not not in Toronto, of course, or in Peterborough, but you start getting up
5: north, and they're cooking with wood and heating their places with wood, and the wood burning, you know, off offloads uh, small particulates. And that, too, causes the COPD. And the forest fires out west, is just awful. Yes. We have members who live in the interior of B.C. and also yes. British Columbia, and just all over the place. And, and the fires themselves are, are terrible, too. So if you think of
2: 2nd has smoke in the same kind of vein. You know they're all bad. They're bad for breathing. Yes,
0: uh huh. It's too bad about the uh, the wood. Uh, I remember when I was a, a kid, we had uh, wood furnaces. Yeah, well, we had we had coal. I grew up with coal. I was, I was, I was born in Hamilton, and we had uh, you know the coal guy coming by, and we had a little coal area that I shoot through the window and burning <laughs>
5: coal and. Call and- off gassing air, you can't see these particulates. No, and especially, and, 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 you know, going back to the forest fires, they're releasing all of these microscopic uh, particles that uh, you know people should be wearing masks. I don't know if you need the N95, but they should be. And now, with COVID, you know, there's even more reason to be wearing masks.
0: That's for sure. So, what um, does uh, COPD Canada uh, do?
5: Well, we publish, uh, Mary, uh, me, uh, uh, another uh, fellow, Mitch Dannon, who owns a medical publishing company, Chronicle Information Resources. We come from a publishing background. Mm-hmm. So, well, Yes. information that we think will help people just for mostly it's focused on COPD but this general is like we do a lot on uh, influenza getting a flu vaccine we've been advocating that the high dose flu vaccine be available free of charge to seniors are you know our membership is quite frankly it's it's people like 65 to 80 mostly yes And so it's important that they get their flu shot, get their pneumonia shot. It's important that they get the high-dose flu shot, which is four times more powerful than the regular flu shot. And the reason we need it, seniors need that, is because our immune system
2: doesn't respond as robustly as it did when we were young. Mm -hmm. We need
5: like a super shot. And uh, to get those antibodies revved up to fight the flu virus if you happen to come in contact with it all that information is on our website it's there for people to to download and uh, and uh, you know as much as we can we try to answer any questions that people submit they can submit the questions
2: to uh, uh, exec dot copd canada or
5: they could go to ask copd canada uh, there's a um, Indication there, especially in the newsletter. So, um, so, so it was, those are our basic; those were our basic goals. We also wanted to co- create a community of people so that we could introduce others who are going through the similar things to each other. we everything's been put on hold right now, but we were part of a COPD support groups. Other support groups by providing them with the newsletter to hand out to people who attend the support groups. The support groups quite simply are a bunch of people with COPD getting together and you know talking about what they're going through. And the odd time you'd have a guest speaker come in. And, um, and we've had all kinds of people, from tai chi instructors who right. do tai chi
0: lessons and, and talk about how that's uh, very good to to. to uh, improve your muscles, your chest muscles and your breathing muscles. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, do you have uh, several support groups across Canada? Well, we support support groups. That's uh, the easiest way for me to... Do. We're very thin. Uh, for, for most people
5: are volunteers. We have no staff, really. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, there are support groups also. I'll take a friend at Cunningham up in Sudbury. He has about 60 people attend my support group. Wow. We yeah. send them 60 copies of the newsletter for distribution to their people. Yes. And, and then a lot of people will say, oh, you know, I just moved out to Vancouver. Is there a support group out there or is there a pulmonary rehab facility out there? We
2: have 72 pulmonary rehab facilities that we distribute our newsletter to. We then distribute them out to their you know, the member for their population, the patient population. Mm-hmm. That's great. So now, so that's kind of a long answer to do we have support for the trust company. <laughs> we support support for the trust Yes. That's the
5: easiest way
2: to say it.
0: Right. Okay. Now, I understand that um, on November 18th is World COPD Day? Yes, it, it, it is. And uh, World COPD Day was started by a
5: a group called GOLD, which is the, um, uh, let me just look up what their their official name is, the uh, uh, Global Initiative for Chronic Obstructive Lung Disease. Uh There, uh, they were, GOLD was launched in uh, 1997, it's a collaboration of National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute, National Institute of Health, USA, and the World Health Organization. So they started World COPD Day with the objective of increasing global awareness of COPD. Yeah. You know, which is a problem around the world with smoking, you know, being curtailed here in North America. The tobacco industry is ramping up smoking in uh,
0: India and China and elsewhere. Oh dear. And now there are 840,000
5: people around the world who have COPD.
0: Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty awful. And, uh, and you know, our big concern is that
2: now that we've wrestled smoking to the ground more or less,
5: that vaping is going to replace it.
0: Oh yes, I'm afraid so. Yeah. yeah. So so anyway, so gold
5: started World COPD Day, and then contacted associations around the world, like COPD Canada to participate. They provide all of the materials, so the logos and the, you know, um, and then the days of, the, the, now that we have social media, they will provide us with the KPEG files and, uh, you know, the video, not video, the uh, images for us to use. Yes. You can just go to their website if you want to help and download the images free of charge, and they just ask, uh, you know, how did you, what did you do, how did you cooperate? In uh, you know, getting out the word that COPD is not a good thing to, to have, right? So the entire global community uh, on, the, on uh, November 18th is, is just going to ramp up their social media activities. You know, whether it be Facebook, whether it be Twitter, uh, whether it be emailing members, and it's just to reflect on chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. And the global challenge to wrestle it, uh, wrestle it to the ground, or at least, well, that would be the ideal is to yeah, get definitely. everybody off the cigarettes first. Yes. Almost. And if you're if you if you're suffering, like we have a, a bit of a, a little challenge on our website, if you go, we've go our homepage, but we have just a little questionnaire. Could it be COPD? And it asks uh, five questions, and if you answer yes to three of these questions, you should print out the questionnaire and take it to your doctor and say, they, you know, I think I might have COPD, and then they will give you a, if they're convinced, they will give you a spirometry test, which measures how uh, robustly you can exhale, and they, they take your age and weight and, uh, and sex and compare the, the volume of the exhaling ale the air that you
0: have and compare it to a standard, and they compare you to that norm. Okay, and that helps
5: determine, you know, what your breathlessness uh, uh, stature is Yes.
0: To, to people the same age, same weight, and about the same sex. Right. Uh huh. Now, it is uh, I had never heard uh, until just a few days ago of uh, World COPD Day. Is this a fairly new uh, project, or no? It's uh, it's
5: been going on. Been involved for five years. Uh-huh. So I, I think I think it
2: started in, in in 2014. Gold was launched in 1997. Okay. So I, 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 I can only speak to when we became you know we were
5: approached by them and uh, started to, to participate. So uh-huh. I think it's been five years for us.
0: All right, that's wonderful. Well, we'll certainly uh, do anything we can to promote uh, the day and also your organization. Was there anything else that you wanted me that you wanted to pass along? No, I think those are the, the main things. That you know, look for activities around uh, November
5: eighteenth. So there should be heightened things going on. Uh, definitely visit our website, copdcanada.info, and uh, if you're keen on, if you do have COPD and you want to get started on uh, on uh, on uh, self-directed uh, exercise or uh, uh, somewhat uh, pulmonary, like at-home pulmonary rehab sessions, mm-hmm. it's an excellent website with our colleagues in Montreal. It's called. Uh, Living Well with COPD, their website is www.livingwellwithcopd.com. We're working with them to uh, kind of determine how many people would be interested in in, uh, self-directed online pulmonary rehab, supervised online pulmonary rehab. So this would be like a Zoom session for individuals or groups. Or uh, whether you, people would be more inclined to have a supervised in-home session where a kinesiologist would uh, would come to the home. The the in-person rehab is, is, has been uh, suspended because of COVID. Oh yes, but for people and uh, you know I'm in contact with them daily. They're not doing their exercises the way they were when they were you know, going to rehab uh,
0: groups every week right things are starting to, to slip yeah that's too bad so the online we
5: hope that online sessions we can you know, want determine that they're wanted and then find a sponsor for them if there are costs
2: involved mm-hmm. so, so we're, we're involved right right even as we
5: speak with rescue food to uh, to make that determination we've done a surveying to about post- 5,000 people with COPD, and the results are just being tabulated now. I hope to have something published for World COPD Day. Okay. So we're encouraging everyone to come to our website on November 18th.
0: Yes. Well, I'll make sure that I emphasize that, and uh, all the best of luck uh, with the day, and uh, let us know if uh, ever there's anything else you want uh, publicized.
5: Oh, okay. Well, I appreciate it, and, uh, and it was very nice to meet you, albeit by uh, <laughs> <my> telephone link. <laughs> yes. Bye for now.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>
2: Gotta go. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week. Bye for now.